Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON20, and get yourself 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. I'm glad to have you back. And took yesterday off with it being really, at least seemingly, supposed to be quiet the day after the All-Star break. But wouldn't you know it, things started popping up. And guess what's back? Yes, another Spurs, Orlando Magic, Nikola Vucevic rumor popped up again. And, yeah, we're going to be discussing that and more with Locked On Magic's Phil Rossman Wright on this crossover episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. Phil, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. It is good to be back. It feels like it's been a while since we've seen y'all. Yeah, yeah, it really has. And, um, you know, with the, the, the pandemic this year and the season being all topsy-turvy, you know, it does feel like things are off. But, you know, one thing that's not off and is the trade mills and the trade rumors. And, look, the, the trade deadline is fast approaching, thing like less, less than a month. And um, yesterday news broke via the ringer that the Spurs have significant interest in Nikola Vucevic, your guy out there in Orlando. I think a little history is uh, needed right now, Phil, because this is not the first time Spurs, Magic, Vucevic have been linked, is it? No, no, it's, it's not the first time. I mean, it's, it, it always seems like there's, there's some interest in both parties. I mean, obviously, uh, I think the Magic and the Spurs, especially since the Magic hired uh, Steve Clifford, kind of have a lot of the same philosophies. Uh, you know, they want to play strong defense. They want to kind of build you know, kind of gradually and, and slowly. And so, you know, they, they have interest, I think, in a lot in a lot of the same players and a lot of the same philosophy. So it, it's not surprising to me. And they're also teams that are kind of on the outside of their respective playoff pictures or on the outskirts of them, you know, sometimes in, sometimes a little bit out. Um, so there's, there's definitely some interest, I think, in both squads in, in trying to, to find their way in and find any little advantage they can. And I think, uh, obviously, especially when you're doing midseason trades, you want to find guys that can integrate very, very quickly. And I think the Magic and Spurs both have guys that, that can do that with a lot of different teams. You know, the Spurs fans that have been following Locked on Magic or Locked on Spurs know, and as I said in the beginning, this is not the first time Spurs reportedly show interest in Vooch. But I think this goes back beyond just the few times of the, the the names being linked because the Spurs reportedly highly coveted him back in the in his draft uh, class. They're scouting him and everything, and he's an international guy, and it makes sense why the Spurs have this strong interest in him. And add the fact, too, that outside of Jakob Pertle on the current Spurs roster, the Spurs' big man depth is thin at best. LMA is not the same LMA as we've seen in Portland He's having an off season. Trey Lyles is coming along, but it's still not that legit center that the Spurs desperately need. Phil, you can understand why San Antonio would reportedly be interested in him, right? Oh, I can. I mean, I I, I can understand why any team would be interested in him right now. I think Vucevic is, you know, one of the top five centers in the league. Um, you know, uh, after after Jokic and uh, uh, after Jokic and Gobert, you know, it, I think Vucevic is in that second tier of centers. I mean, obviously, depending on how you categorize Anthony Davis, maybe, but, uh, you know, Vuce has really turned himself into the modern center. Um, you know, he's, he's expanded his three-point range. He's hitting a, a career-best uh, three-point field goal percentage on a career-high three-point field goal attempt, uh, and that's really unlocked a good portion of his game. Uh, I've, I've been telling everyone this for a long time now. 
He is one of the best passing big men in the league. I mean, obviously, he's not Jokic. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that he's better than Jokic. He's not on that level. Um, but if you give him the ball in the high post, he's going to make good decisions. He's not going to turn the ball over a, a significant amount, and, and he's going to make nice passes to, to cutters and, and to guys that are open. He's going to make the right plays most of the time. Uh, and obviously, he's just coming off a second all-star bid this weekend, um, and, and, and he's, he deserved every bit of it. He was, he was, he's been that good this year, and it's going to, you know, it, it, it does not surprise me. It's not just the Spurs that are chasing after him in that Kevin O'Connor article from The Ringer. Um, it's the Hornets. It's the Celtics. It's the Heat. There are a lot of teams that are at least inquiring to see what the Magic want uh, in exchange for Nikola Vucevic because of the season the Magic have had this year. We're talking with uh, Philip Rossman Reich. Follow him on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd, and of course follow Locked On Magic at Locked On Magic. Um, this crossover edition of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. Uh, we're discussing the rumor via the Ringer that the Spurs are reportedly among a few teams, as Philip brought up. Uh, interested in Vucevic. It begs the question, though, Phil, why? Why Why would Orlando be, you know, okay trading away an all-star, trading away one of the better big men if this report is true? It just doesn't make sense. You would think that the magic would be no way. You know, he, he's not involved in anything. You would have broken that by now. You know, maybe your colleagues in Orlando would have broken that right now that the magic have no interest in dealing with him. But yet here we are again. Why is this almost like an annual thing now? Yeah, so I mean, it, some of it, some of it is just has to do with where the magic are at. I mean, like like you said, um, you know, I think you you experienced this with the Spurs. Not a lot of stuff leaks out from the from the Magic's camp. Um, you know, so when when leaks come out, uh, I tend to believe that they're not coming from Orlando's side. That Orlando's holding their cards very very close to the chest. Um, I, I think it'd be smart for Orlando, obviously, to survey the market and just kind of understand what his market value is. But I still think it's going to take a lot to deal him. Um, obviously, he's an all-star. He's a very deserving all-star. Um, he's by far the team's best player. But um, I think just from a, a national perspective, you know, the Magic are struggling this year. Um, they've, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, a lot more injuries than any team in the league this year, to be, to be honest. Um, just the, the numbers even, even say that. Um, they're sitting at 14th in the Eastern Conference. They have... Uh, according to, to some, the most difficult schedule, or at least the second most difficult schedule in the second half of the season, uh, by whatever metric you, you choose to use, I think uh, by opponent win percentage, they have the third most difficult schedule coming up. The odds of the Magic making the playoffs are very, very slim. And, and even at full health, you know, it kind of feels like the Magic are destined to be, a, you know, a six seed at best, you know, so they're likely looking for playoff scraps. And it's just hard to kind of continue to invest in a team that, um, doesn't have a super high ceiling. And so I think that the general thought, at least among national media and national writers, and probably around the league itself, is to say, you know, it's only a matter of time before the Magic hit the reset button and decide to restart. Uh, and, and I think that's, you know, that's, and I imagine the Spurs are in something of a similar position with kind of where their franchise is kind of snaked around, especially after Kawhi Leonard left. Um, if, if that's a name, that's okay to say. I don't know if that's that that that, that name. Sure <laughs> yeah, well it's okay to say it here. I mean, it is a fact. He was a Spur, so... Yeah, um, but uh, but I, I think there's a general thought around the league um, that that the Magic are going to hit the reset button. I, I don't sense that from everything the Magic have said and from everything that that the Magic are, are, are or the way the Magic have acted. To be frank, I think that they're still committed to trying to make the playoffs. I think they want to, you know, they may know that this is a lost season, but you, you look at what the Magic could bring back. They have. Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz both coming off of torn ACLs, but they're still very promising young players that the Magic just gave extensions to. They're likely to get a top five pick in this coming draft, which is supposed to be a very, very good draft, especially at the very, very top. So 
you bring in a really high, high, you know, high-end talented player from the draft, and then you have Nikola Vucic, who's an all-star in the Eastern Conference, which is not the Western Conference. That's probably a playoff team. That's probably uh, not even just a, a low-seed playoff team. That might be a playoff team that could make a little bit of noise if everything breaks the right way, and certainly in a couple of years could very easily be a, be a, an interesting player in the Eastern Conference. So. You know, I think a lot of this is driven by these kind of, you know, these narratives. And again, I'm sure I'd be curious what your thoughts are on on where the Spurs are at, because it feels like the Spurs are in a very similar place where they're competitive. But, you know, what's what's really their ceiling? What's what's what comes next? How do they get back into championship contention? Um, it, It feels like it feels like a lot of people are just anticipating the magic to hit the sale, the sale button. Uh, and, and I don't know if the magic are there, especially with a guy like Vucevic, who just provides so much stability to a team that, has you know doesn't have a great offense to start with yeah I, I think the Spurs well a I, I think everybody's kind of surprised right now at where they're at in their rebuild process look I'd be you know open and honest here I really thought the Spurs would be circling the drain about right now you know barely fighting for that uh, HC play in tournament but here they are in the thick of things in the playoffs so I think their their learn their curve, if you will, back to you know playoff contention and you know at least being a perennial playoff team, is ahead of schedule. So you look at the roster right now, and it's a very young roster. I think we don't have to go through this. I think everybody in the NBA knows how young the Spurs are, but they still have four veterans, and these are four veterans that they can use right now. They're expiring contracts. They can dangle them out there. Yes, that even includes Demar Derozan if he gives any indication that he may not stay uh, past this season that they can try to flip. I, I think they're ahead of the curve right now. And I think a guy like Vooch could push them um, in that development path faster and accelerated more. Uh, we know the numbers he gives. We know what the Spurs lack right now. One of the biggest issues right now is big men. Look, Jakob Pertl, he's good. He's coming on great. You know this, Phil. I know that everybody knows this. Defensively, he's one of the better defensive bigs in the league right now. And by any metric, you pick it. He's either either in the top 10 or top five or even top three in categories. But offensively, he's where he struggles. You know, he can't even get even a hook shot down. I mean, that's, that's where he, it hurts. That's where Vooch comes in. And we'll be back with Philip from Locked on Magic in just a little bit. But before we do that, Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You need new carpet, oil, tail lamps, they got it. That RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate and all the parts you need right there in one website. And those parts are delivered directly to your door. And those prices are always reliably low. Don't go spending up to twice as much for the same part when you can just do it yourself by going to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you go there, right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. And to make the selection and rely below prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You look at the situation with LaMarcus Aldridge, all signs are pointing that he's not going to be in San Antonio after the season, whether it be buy out or trade or just playing out the contract. He's not going to be a spur after next season, uh, after this season, excuse me. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Spurs, if this report is true, see a viable option to bring in a guy that can, you know, be kind of plug and play. I mean, fits great into the Spurs system, is exactly what the Spurs are lacking right now. And away we go. But the question is, and it's a big one question, big question here, Phil, is 
what would the Magic want from the Spurs roster? Would it be some expiring contracts? Would it be one of the young guys? Would it be a draft pick? Uh, you know, realistically, what do you think the, the Magic would want if they're on the call with San Antonio right now saying, okay, we want X, Y, and Z? What would it be? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, any reporting that you read about what the Magic are interested in dealing for Nikola Vucic, I mean, even I think in that in that power in that power ranking that Kevin O'Connor posted on the Ringer, um, it, it said that executives around the league expect the Magic to ask for a lot. Um, it's going to be a high price to get Nikola Vucic. Um, I imagine they would want. You know, my, my thinking on this is, and the reason why I think it's very unlikely the Magic move Vucevic, is I think they do see him as a stabilizing force for their young roster next year. I mean, they don't know what Jonathan Isaac's going to be able to give them, what Markel Fultz is going to be able to give them next year. I, I think that while I think they expect both of them to be ready for training camp uh, coming off of 20 CLs, um, I, I still think the general consensus is it still takes a full year for, you know, those kinds of players to come, to come back from those injuries fully, to just have the full confidence to play on those injuries. So you have, you know, two of your franchise pillars, then still kind of a a huge question mark entering next season. So if the magic are committed to making the playoffs in 2022, and again, I don't think they'll sell out to make the playoffs in 2022 or anything. um, But if the goal is to be a playoff caliber team in 2022, uh, I think having a player like Nikola Vucevic is really, really important. And what it's going to take, I think, to get him is a player that, is either an established star already, so you know there are, there are a couple of players on the Spurs that I think might interest them a little bit, or a player that has star potential that could grow into a star. Um, in, in some respects, you know, I don't I, I don't think they'd have much interest in Demar Derozan. Um, I, I think Lamarcus Aldridge feels like a like for like trade in some respects, just on on name recognition, um, and potentially even skill level. But they'd probably want something else in return because Beach is clearly a much better player mm-hmm. than Lamarcus Aldridge at this point. Um, and, and like you said, Aldridge has started to slow down as, as he's entered the, the end of his career. Um, I don't think the Magic are interested necessarily in, in getting draft picks as the centerpiece to a, to a deal with Nikola Vucevic. I don't think that that's going to be enough to get them, get them to move. Um, and I don't necessarily think like young, just straight up young players are going to do it either. I think they want players. Uh, that they believe can help be a big part of this team's future, and not just the long-term future, the short-term future too. So it, I think there's a very, very you know thin line to walk to get Nikola Vucevic out of Orlando this trade deadline. He's got two years left on his contract, so the Magic uh, after this season. So he's they've got time to make these decisions. I think right now what the Magic are doing is. You know, they know where they're at in the standings. They know that it's very unlikely they're going to make the playoffs this year. They're willing to listen to everything. You know, they, they know they've got probably got a high draft pick coming in next year. They're going to listen to everything. They're going to weigh everything. And I think they're going to keep a lot of those uh, discussions that they're having now kind of in their back pocket and see what happens next, you know, next year or, or into next season when Vucevic's contract begins to get toward the end of it. And that's when I think we'll, we might see the team make that move. So, you know, honestly yeah. – We'll probably be sitting here again next year talking about the very same thing. <laughs> you know, hope and hope. You know, I think the Magic are hoping they'll be in a little bit of a better position to know, like, okay, this is what we're going to get from Jonathan Isaac. This is what we're going to get from Markel Fultz. These, these are who the, these players are. How can we, uh, you know, and then we have a draft pick. We know what he can be. How can we get the most out of them? And and how can we use the Nikola Vucevic asset to get the most out of those players? And I think that's that's really the question the Magic are sitting with. Um, they just don't. They just don't have the answers to that quite yet. And I, I, you know, I'm gonna talk about you know what possible chips and trade pieces they can use. Uh, San Antonio, that is for for Vooch and Magic. But uh, before I get there, I do want to definitely say I agree with you. I, 
because the Spurs are the same way. It's when these rumors are not popping up regarding San Antonio is when you should have your ears perked up if you follow the San Antonio Spurs. When there are things that are popping, more than likely or not, nothing's going to happen. I mean, over the offseason, LaMarcus Aldridge was going to be traded. I mean, he should have not been a spur by now by by tons of other um, reporters out there in the NBA world. But yet here we are. You know, they wanted to move up in the draft and they were dangling LaMarcus Aldridge. Nothing happened. Same thing happens every year under the Popovich reign. Uh, it just doesn't happen. You get the minor deals, your waiver wire acquisitions, your call-ups, your G-League signee guys that'll come up, but nothing major. This would be something major. And with the Spurs transitioning right now, let's be, let's be frank, they didn't have to really do big moves because they had three guys by the name of Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Monte Ginobili, and then they had a guy named Kawhi Leonard. So now they're in this spot where they want to remain competitive. Maybe they do something like this. But at the end of the day, I just still feel that on a scale of 1 through 10 being 10, the strongest that they're going to make a deal, I'd put it at a 3. I mean, I really, really don't think something will happen. Now, if something does happen, um, I, I think they'll start off with LaMarcus Aldridge, not necessarily because of his performance on the court, because, Phil, he's only had one double-figure rebounding game this season. That's it. Just one. Um, that's, that's rough. I, yeah, that's rough. But I think Magic might like the fact that he has a tremendous expiring contract. Um and he's just there maybe for the remainder of the season, and he takes his talents elsewhere. Is that is the financial relief something that the Magic can lean on if Lamarcus Aldridge is thrown in as a piece? So I mean, I so if that's a, I mean if that's the case, I mean I think this would be the same thing. I, I I mean I remember last year there was all this discussion about the potential of an Evan Fournier for Demar Derozan trade. Um, you know their salaries were you know Demar get got paid a lot more than than Fournier, but it felt like a a, a decent trade for the Magic to get a more kind of accomplished score you know that's something that they need they need guys who can just create their own basket which DeRozan's very good at and he's, he's had he had an all-star capable season this year as well um but and, and and you know I wouldn't be surprised if if that deal isn't still on the table or, or something within that deal is still right. on the table uh for you know for these two teams although again uh, the magic would have to add more because DeRozan's probably having a better season than Fournier and Fournier's had a lot of injuries this year and so on and so on and so on and so on um I I don't see the magic looking to make a deal that's specifically for cap room or, or, or to, to mm-hmm. get more financial flexibility, especially in a deal involving Nikola Vucic. Um, if they traded Evan, I mean, Evan Fournier's obviously got an expiring contract, but if they were able to trade like Evan Fournier and Al Farouk Aminu for someone that gave them a little bit more cap flexibility, I, I think that might be something they look to do because Fournier is an expiring deal. Um, the team probably isn't going to resign him. It looks like, you know, I think, I think if the mag, I think the magic are very likely to make a deal with the deadline. And I think it's, I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I, I would put it at a very good chance that Evan Fournier has moved at the deadline. So, you know, I think that's probably where the magic are really putting their focus uh, right now on the trade deadline. And then off, after that, I think they'll probably look, look at what they can get for Aaron Gordon or Terrence Ross. Um, as far as, as, as other pieces the Magic are putting on the market or just, you know, surveying the market at this point, Aaron Gordon especially, doesn't seem to fit with Jonathan Isaac, which is this team's future. So they'll, they'll try and figure out what, what they can get, to, get for him to maximize his value. He's got one year left on his deal after this season. Uh, so there's, 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 definitely, there's definitely room to maneuver a little bit there and definitely, definitely an impetus to make a deal there. Um, I just don't see the Magic trading Vucevic for, cap, for, for Capra. Um, I, I don't okay. think that that's something that they're interested in. 
this year's free agent class isn't particularly strong anyway. And, you know, we're seeing increasingly with free agents, especially the big free agents, they're not going where the cap room is for the most part, unless you're making a Gordon Hayward acquisition. Um, right. They're, you know, which was a huge risk for Charlotte. It's worked out for them. Great move by them. Um, but it was a huge risk for them. Could have very easily backfired on them. Same thing happened with Terry O'Gear. Huge risk for them. It's worked out, but a huge risk nonetheless. We'll be back with Phil from Locked On Magic in just a moment. But Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but college basketball, NBA, and the NHL, they're in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head on out to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbooks experts, and I'll give you a promo code right now to use when you go there. Locked on. I don't see those kinds of free agents coming to Orlando or Orlando in a position to take a chance on those free agents. I think they'd rather be up near the salary cap number so they can make trades. And I think they'd rather get something substantive that they can build with for Nikola Vucevic rather than just kind of straight dumping him, especially with two years left on his contract while he's having a career season that, you know, frankly, I know Vucevic is 30 years old. This isn't the kind of the way he plays isn't the, the kind of way that, you know, kind of goes away completely. I mean, you know, he he could very well be like LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, who for a long time you know, was able to get by on just being able to hit those mid-range jumpers and expanding the three-point line and working the post. Um, it, you know, he's definitely he, he was definitely able to extend his career because he's not, you know, su- he's not a super he doesn't rely on his athleticism. Booch doesn't rely on his athleticism at all. He's continued to get better. I think he's still in his prime. I just I just don't see a reason for the Magic to kind of take cap room as the return for Nikola Vucevic um, at this stage of their development and their progress. Yeah, and uh, here's the thing too. You you brought it up. There there was reports. I don't remember when. You probably remember more better than I do. But about Demar Derozan and the Magic being linked uh, as and the the Magic's reportedly still chasing Derozan or making inquiries. So there's that. And there's also the fact too that if things stay the way they are. DeMar DeRozan may and may be one of the bigger fish in this upcoming uh, free agency pool. I, I mean, if, if they play it out and not make a move for him, you know, to, I mean, they definitely make an offer him when he's a free agent if he decides not to sign with San Antonio. So there's that. And with you mentioning the the free agency pool kind of watered down now, you know, you know, Paul George resigned, Giannis resigned, Gobert resigned. You know, there's not much left. But they're still Demar Derozan, who could possibly be one of the bigger fish. Along with yeah, Leonard. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's Vic, it's Victor yeah. Oladipo, Demar Derozan, and honestly, Evan Fournier is going to be in that group of, of top level free agents. Like Evan yeah. Fournier could end up being uh, like this. I mean, this summer's Gordon Hayward type player. I mean, he's not, obviously not mm-hmm. as accomplished as Gordon Hayward, and, and, and Fournier's had a fantastic season. He's had some back spasms that kept him in and out of the lineup, but he's having a career season this year too. Um, I, I could see Fournier, so a team taking a chance on Fournier. You know, giving giving him a, a you know like a four year eighty million dollar contract to see what he can do or three year sixty sixty five something like that. Um, seeing seeing if he can take his game to that next level in a bigger role. But um, you know, again, if we're talking about Evan Fournier as like the third best shooting guard on the market or third best wing on the market, that's a pretty weak market. I mean, I'm an Evan Fournier guy. I love him. I love Evan. I think he's I think he's a very underrated player in the national landscape. Um, but if he's the third best wing on the on the free agent market, that's probably not a very strong market. 
Once again, we're chatting with uh, Philip Rossman Reich. He is the host of Locked On Magic. Follow him on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd and follow Locked On Magic at Locked On Magic on this crossover episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. A couple more things before we let you go. I can say somebody can tell Phil's calling from his cell phone right now. That's how much he's dedicated to the cause right here on the Locked On NBA Network. Um, just a couple more things, uh, Phil. What would this move the needle for you? Lamarcus Aldridge, Lonnie Walker, and Picovet, Rudy Gay, um, Patty Mills. Uh, would that move the needle a little bit? Uh, you know, it, and I'm throwing in one of the young not. guys too, Lonnie Walker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're obviously not throwing in Dejounte Murray. You're obviously not throwing in. <laughs> yeah, then that ain't gonna happen. Those, yeah. Those would probably be the high-level prospects that I'm I'm looking for uh, in, in a Nikola Vucevic deal, unfortunately. And, and, and San Antonio is right not to throw those guys in. I, you know, I, I, I know I I, I kind of wrote this when the first batch of Nikola Vucevic rumors came out last week. Um, the Magic should be asking for the moon. I mean, they should be asking for a lot. They should be looking for a King's ransom because you know I I, I tell this to people all the time. Right now, you know, with with a lot of these players, with with where the Magic are at, kind of developmentally and and what they, what they think they can accomplish, again, whether they can or not is another question, um, they should be dealing from a position of power. They should be saying, we've got the thing that you want, so we're going to take, you know, we're going to ask for as much as we can to, to get them, and if we don't like the deals, you know, and we're going to survey, we're going to see what's out there, if we don't like the deals, we don't have to move yet. I mean, we got two more years in Nikola Vucevic. We got, you know, another, you got an, another year of Aaron Gordon. I mean, again, the reason why I'm so more certain that Evan Fournier is going to get dealt is they're out of time with Evan Fournier. If they don't trade him at the trade deadline, he becomes a free agent, and then they have to make, you know, a real decision on him whether to keep him or not. Um, and, and so I think, uh, I think like, that's a different calculus for the team. With Nikola Vucevic, they don't have to do anything. They keep him next year. Like I said, he provides a ton of stability. He's an all-star, all-star level player. There's, there's, you know, you kind of operate the same way. You got to really make a deal that makes the magic want to move. Um, and again, yeah. it's going to cost, like I said, an all-star level player or a prospect that could become an all-star very, very quickly. Um, and, and, and again, like it, it's, it's DeJounte Murray, it's Derek White. Those are the two guys that I'd be really eyeing on the Spurs roster if I'm the magic, because, you know, Rudy Gay, you, you know, he, he's, he's good. I, I, don't, I don't dislike him, but he already plays a position that you're pretty full on. You're either letting him go, you're trading him down the line, or you're buying him out. And I just don't think the Magic yeah. are interested in those kinds of deals. I mean, I, I think this is a really inter- this is a really important point to make too. And, and I'd, I'd like to just get your thoughts on on where the Spurs are at. Um, and, and in the trade market, you got to have a buyer and a seller uh, essentially. I mean, I, I don't think there's there's very few deals that are essentially like for like that are just like two two teams trading right. talents, players of equal value. Um, that's just not how the NBA works anymore. There's there's teams that are that are buying to try and take, take themselves to the next step and teams that are selling because they haven't achieved their goals and they just need to reset the table. And again, like I said, I think a lot of NBA pundits and, and honestly, I think the NBA itself views the magic as getting ready to sell um, because of where they're at in the standings, because they've kind of topped off at, at like the seven or eight seed in the East, which is not where anyone wants to be. They, they need to be, be looking to get better. Um, but I don't think the magic quite believes that they're there yet. And, and I think that's why there's this dissonance and why, it's been difficult for the Magic to find a deal. I mean, I, I think the Magic do need to make trades, and they need to be smart about the trades that they make. But they've struggled to find you know deals that work for them because teams want them to sell things off for young picks for young players, pros, you know, right. picks 
and cap room and the magic just aren't at that stage yet. So, you know, obviously the West is very different. I, I know the Spurs are in the, in the mix, but I imagine when the Spurs enter the trade market, when they do, when they go to all that, go to all that trouble too, they're meeting the same kind of resistance where everyone wants them, the Spurs to sell, where they want them to take, you know, cast offs, picks, you know, stuff, you know, other things and kind of take a step back from the playoff race rather than kind of keep to the path that they're on. And, 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 and that's why I find it, uh, that's why I found like a lot of the, the teams that were listed um, on, in that Kevin O'Connor article, including the Spurs and, and especially the Heat. I had no clue why the Heat were asking about Nikola Vucevic, to be perfectly honest, um, unless they're given the magic bam out of bio, um, which they're not. Um, I, I found it very, I, I, I found it very interesting that the Spurs were in that in that list because you know I imagine the Spurs are kind of in the same boat where they think they can compete, but the rest of the league wants them to sell. Um, I'd be curious to, yeah. to know what your thoughts are on that. As far as the Spurs still thinking about competing, like, yeah, just whether 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 the Spurs view themselves as buyers or sellers on the trade market. Oh, oh, I I, I think they're um, I want to say they're a little bit of both. I, I I think they're definitely buyers because they they want to excel accelerate excuse me, um, their uh, back to you know playoff contention play, perennial playoff status, and I think they're there already. And I think they're just a player away, uh, and that player being a big man, uh, from being a legit contender in the West. Their their young guys are are rapidly developing. Derek White, Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, Jakob Pertle, and you know you're seeing great things out of uh, the rookie Devin Vassell. You're seeing good things out of Trey Jones, or the rookie. You're seeing the, the beginning, the budding steps of Luka Samanich, their 2019 um, first-round pick. So I, I think they're seeing that mix, but they're also needing to sell because they could possibly lose a guy like uh, DeMar DeRozan for nothing. They probably could be okay letting Lonnie Walker go, not necessarily because he's a bad person, but because he seems to be still be of a project that – it's taken a little while for him to kind of catch on and through, through his own admission to fail. He's told me time and time again that he knows he's erratic, that he knows that, you know, he has to get it together. So if the, the Spurs are willing to sell some of these players to buy a player uh, <laughs> that will push him over that hump, I think they'll do it. But the problem is, is, this is a Spurs team that historically doesn't make major moves. And with the way they're playing right now in the thick of things in the Western conference playoffs, I just don't see them disrupting that chemistry that they got going right now. I, I felt this team was written off beginning before the season even began. And here they are, you know, six, seven seed right now and taking down the likes of the Lakers, the Clippers, um, going on uh, winning streaks when people thought that they'd just be left for dead. So, and I think DeMar DeRozan has a lot to do with that. I, I still believe that he factors into their long-term plans. It's just a matter of if he wants to stay and be a part of that, um, they are a playoff team moving forward. I don't think they're a championship team yet. Does DeMar DeRozan want to be part of a championship team or a playoff team? So uh, there's a lot for him to think about too. So, I think they're a little bit of both, Phil. I think they they want to be yeah. sellers, I mean, but they it, also it, want to be buyers. I yeah. mean, it, uh, obviously the Spurs. They're like they're like right there in that. Yeah, they're yeah. right there in that weird area. You know, they're not. Yeah, they're. they're I mean, I feel, it's not, yeah. Like, like I said, I I I feel like there's a lot of lot of 
a lot of similarities between where the Magic at least think they are, whether the Magic are there or not, is for me to debate on my podcast, but um, where the Magic think they are and where the Spurs are. I mean, the Spurs are, you know, a quality team. You know, I think, I think DeMar DeRozan, it sounds like, plays a lot of the same a role that Nikola Vucevic plays where he's just a stabilizer for their team. Like they've got so many mm-hmm. young guys that are still figuring out the league and having DeMar DeRozan, who again, you know, I'm sure your listeners know it. Mine probably don't has had an all-star caliber year. Um, he, it, it sounds like that he just gives them just a level of consistency. So the other young guys can be a little bit erratic as they, as they find their role and find their best place in the, in the league. It's, you know, sort of like I say with Nikola Vucevic, it, it kind of sounds like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, it sort of sounds like the the the, the trick with the, what the Spurs are trying to do right now is figure out when the right time to let go of DeMar DeRozan is and hand the keys right. off to DeJounte Murray, right. to Derek White, to Keldon Johnson, who I should have included and, and, in that and, earlier. And here's the thing. I think they're right there. I think they're right yeah, there. Yeah, it sounds like DeJounte Murray. Yeah, DeJounte Murray has been a revelation this year. He's really taken a turn for the positive in his development. I, I would I would dare say he's he's becoming that floor leader for the Spurs not DeMar DeRozan, um, maybe even not even Derek White. I, th- I think he is becoming that guy. And I think they see him finally, you know, the, the, the fruit of their, you know, their labor and developing this guy is paying off this season. So I think they'd be okay turning the keys over completely to the kids. Uh, maybe not this year, but next year. But if they can swing a guy, swing for a guy like Vooch, I mean. Oh, yeah. no, and, It's and, reasonable. Yeah, and, they, they, they got to do it. And Steve Clifford says this all the time. Vooch is, is such a great player because he doesn't have to call plays for Vooch for, Vooch, for him to be successful. Yeah. Like Vooch, Vooch pops on screens. That's, that's where he gets a lot of his points. You know, he posts up a lot. He posts up a lot. He's posting up more this year than he did in previous years, but that's probably a, a function of the Magic have been so hurt that Vooch has often been the only starter in the lineup um, or the mm-hmm. only like, you know, early, you know, uh, ideal starting lineup starter that's in the lineup. So, um, you know, I think Vucci's had to carry a lot more this year. It certainly bumped up his numbers, but he's definitely earned earned it and, and all that. Um, it, it certainly sounds like from, you know, what you said, that LaMarcus Aldridge is the odd man out, and that's the guy that the, the Spurs are really going to be pushing to, to deal. Um, you know, again, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it's impossible. I mean, I think that for what the Magic are and what the Magic might be trying to accomplish this year, I mean, it, I, I wouldn't say it's completely impossible that, that a deal, you know, centered on Vooch for – you know, Aldridge and Lonnie Walker and maybe one other player um, wouldn't make sense or, or wouldn't be something the Magic pursue or wouldn't be something the Magic consider. Um, but I, I would put those percentages very, very small. Um, you know, again, I, I, I don't see the Magic being a team that's trying to, to purposefully tank and purposefully lose a lot of games to put themselves in the best uh, lottery position. I, I, you know, the Magic right now have the fourth worst record in the league. I don't see them, you know, quote unquote, catching Minnesota, Detroit, and and uh, mm. and, and Houston. Um, I don't think they'll ever be that bad. And I think those teams will actively work to make themselves worse this 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 uh this trade deadline. Maybe not Minnesota, but Minnesota's just bad. Um, no offense, to Minnesota fans. Um, <laughs> but I, I, but I think that I think that Orlando knows that that you know they're they're flirting with one of the worst records in the league this year. Um, they're hoping that it's just a one-year thing, and so I think that's why they ultimately hold on to Beach and, and keep him for next season. All right, well, we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about this latest uh, report via the ringer that the Spurs are interested in Vucevic once again? It's like a yearly thing now. It's becoming that, Phil. But, uh, yeah, we, we definitely want to hear from you. For those Magic fans that are tuning in, you can follow Phil on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, 
is Locked On Magic Show. Locked On Magic on Twitter, and for myself, you can definitely follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and follow Locked On Spurs at Locked On Spurs. And more importantly, Phil, they should follow the the Locked On Twitters and of course our personal ones, is because isn't Built Bar having a a flavor tournament? I mean, that's awesome. They, that's that's they, cool. I'm they, going for churro are. puff. They are. I'm going for churro puff. They're, that's I got them. Hey, as as I said as I said when I was doing the ad read uh, ad read on my on my podcast on Monday, you know these the the Built Bar. Uh, they taste exactly like what, what they're saying. And, and uh-huh. you know, I'm sure you in San Antonio know what a churro tastes like. Here in Orlando, we know what churros taste like. They have them at the theme parks. They are delicious. Universal Studios churros are the greatest thing in the world. And I imagine <laughs> if this says it tastes like a churro, it tastes like a churro because every other yes. flavor of Built Bar that I've had tastes right. I would not be surprised if the churro puff pulls off the upset to, to get beaten by cookies and cream. <laughs> You can definitely check out that uh, Built Bar Flavor Tournament, because this is March Madness, uh, on Locked On Magic Twitter and, of course, on Locked On Spurs and, of course, the Locked On NBA Network. Uh, whether you're a Magic fan, Spurs fans, Bulls fans, Heat fan, pick a fan, we're all well represented at the Locked On NBA Network. So for Philip Rossman Reich, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs and Locked On Magic. Locked On Magic.